Welcome to New Bridge Present Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of Genero teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In Christ, we are God's new breed. On a brief, I will begin by explaining what new breed is about. First and foremost, why is new breed called new breed? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. The Bible says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. In our way we say it like this, If any man be in Christ, he is a new breed. Glory! All things have passed away. And all things have become new. If any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. So that's the origin of where we got the word new breed from. So it's about God's new creation. Our emphasis here is what God has done in the new creation. It's what God is doing in the new creation. It's how God is working with the new creation in Christ. Praise the Lord. The story I want to share is a popular story. Every member of New Breed should know that story by now. <laughs> My, my salvation story. I was born into the family of pastors. So I personally believed I knew God until my late father was assassinated on the mission field. He went to Oyo State to preach. And one day, on the 6th of November 1997, came, we came back from a service. It was a Thursday. And some strange looking men opened the gate for us. I remember it because... I, I was there and we drove in. We were surprised that these strange guys were the ones opening the gate for us. So we came down to find out who are you? And they said, Everybody come out. While they were arraying all of us, my mom lifted me and took off. And behind me, I heard, Bo, Bo, Bo. And by evening, we could trace where the blood was coming from. My late father was gone. The next day, those of you who know Dr. Simamaga, he sent a truck. They came and started packing things. Packing things. He said, Papa said you should come to Port Harcourt. He heard his son has been killed. His son in ministry has been killed. And that was how we moved from Oyo State to Port Harcourt. So I grew up in church. But at some point in 2005, entering into 2006, I began to hate God. Because life had become very tough. Mother was unconscious. Brother was somewhere else. And me, I was somewhere else living in an uncompleted building in Elekaya Estate here. Not really Elekaya Estate. Not Bomb Street. Bombs. It's not Estate, right? The house we were staying in was... So when rain comes, it meets you there. When the sun comes, it meets you there. When boys that smoke weed and gun. So, I was one of their disciples. <laughs> their youngest disciple. Whenever they are going to do some runs, they will carry me along. Because I was available for training. <laughs> and I began to have a resentment towards God. And maybe one of the unfortunate things that happened then was actually for my own good. One of such operations went sour. 
and resorted with glass on my head. And I found myself in a theater. And from there I was moved out of that place. But I began to, my resentment kept on growing. So I picked the Bible one day and said, I'm going to read this Bible from cover to cover. And when I'm done, I will set it on fire and I will no longer be a Christian. And I began reading the Bible. I'm sure God was like, we've gotten him just the way we want him to be. I read the Bible. Gradually, it began to make sense. I started with the stories. That's why I tell you when you want to read the Bible and the Bible seems boring. Don't go to New Testament, all those deep, deep teachings. First of all, go to the stories. Genesis. I read down to Samuel. The story of Samuel fascinated me. The story of David in the Bible fascinated me. Saul's story. But somewhere along the line, I began to have a feeling that I'm a sinner. I need help. Because the more I read the Bible, the more I could see how perfect God was. Yet, I was not perfect. Every day, I looked at the kind of thoughts that went through my mind. And I knew that I needed help. So one of those days, while reading the Bible, I knelt down and said, Oh God, please, anyhow you want to save me, save me. That was my sinner's prayer. Have mercy. Anyhow you want to save me, save me. So I went to church that Sunday. They called for... if I did not hear anything the pastor said. I was just waiting for that point where you say, If you know you are here and you want to give your life to Christ, come out. And I came out. The next Sunday, in fact, so my, I made my mind that from that Sunday I came out, I'm not going to do anything again. I will not think any evil thought again. Ah! The next Sunday, by then I've thought like three, three to thirty evil thoughts. <laughs> I came out again to the altar call. I said, okay. The next Sunday I came out again. The next Sunday, by the fourth time the usher said, if you come out again, Say you are saved. You just go, go, go. Don't come out. Don't come here again. Went to the church, church's foundation class, and all of that. And we got to the point of speaking in tongues. I don't remember anything in class one, class two, on class four and five. It was five classes, but I remember class three because class three was the t- class of tongues. We got to that class, and the man told us, "If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have received the Holy Spirit. How do you know you have received the Holy Spirit? Say you must speak in tongues." Ah. Because I did not like tongues. I believe tongues was not for everybody. That all these Christians, they are just saying rubbish. Especially my mother. She call us for devotion and be doing, she would just say, right now let us pray, ask God for this. And she has switched. I'm like, what's wrong with this woman? Then, I was now the one in line. They prayed for the first person, the person fell and started speaking in tongues. Second person spoke in tongues. They got to me, I said, it's me, you want to do this? And lie, lie. The man tried everything. He said, I'll lay hands on you. It's coming out from your tummy. I said, sir, nothing is coming out. Then he said, it may even be in your head right now. Just speak it. Just speak it. I said, this man, doesn't he know that all the tongues everybody has prayed has gathered and diluted into my head? Is that one in my head that I will speak out? But the man began to lay hands on my head. Seriously. I said, if I don't speak it, this man will not leave my head. So I said, okay. Ra, da, 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 da. Je, yes, that's it. That's it, that's it, that's it. 
and he left me. I said, I'm free. Every day he saw me in church. I hope you are praying in tongues. I said, yes, sir. This man disturbed me. till I said, okay. <laughs> so I went back home and I continued. I read my Bible and continue speaking in tongues. Read the Bible and continue speaking in tongues. Read the Bible and continue speaking in tongues. This lasted for about three days. Some days I'll forget. Some days, maybe like two, three days, I remember, oh, it's true, I, I, I've not read my Bible. And I'll rush and go and read something. Just read like one chapter, two chapters. I say, I'm done, I'm done. Then speak in tongues. Then this blessed day, now I'll join the choir in the church. Speaking in tongues, reading my Bible. Now, don't think I was doing so much. I was just 15, 15 minutes. Do you understand? I heard a voice. The Bible says God is the father of spirits. Once God talks to you, you will know. The voice was inside me. He said, tomorrow, the choir coordinator will call you to take solo. I said, ah, is that what God would tell me? But I knew that I heard that voice within me telling me that will happen. I said, okay, if it is God, let it happen. If it's not God, I know I heard myself. We came for choir rehearsal Saturday morning. Mrs. Ufo just walked down. Where is she called my native name? Where is Ufoma? I said, come outside. You are taking solo tomorrow. I jumped and was shouting, Hey! The old, like, this guy, weird guy. We don't know what has happened. But I knew that, ah! I did not try to tell her something. I heard something. Then it began to dawn on me, this thing is real. It was later on, after, I, I remembered my plan that I was going to burn the Bible. I had gotten so deep into what I started founding, finding. Then I continued. That, that experience, that experience took me to a different level. Let me tell you the truth. God may have actually been trying to get to you some, by, by some experiences. Trying to reach out to you like he was trying to reach out to me. And after that, I was expecting God to speak something else. So I would close my eyes and because of that experience, I was so touched by that experience, I was expecting something else. I would pray, 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 pray. Think of something. One day I was thinking of something and I heard Romans chapter 17. Only to open the Bible. And I saw that Romans ends in chapter 16. I said, no, I heard myself. I heard myself, I heard myself, I heard myself. Praying there, then this time around, I felt something else. Now I just felt like I should just go to my school and preach. This time I did not hear a voice. I just had this pool. Go to your school and preach. So I went to school, gathered my friends and said, Let's, I want to preach to you. So I preached to them the same things that, that was preached to me. If you believe in the Lord Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. Now it's time to speak in tongues. Prayed for the first person. The first person spoke in tongues. Now, you know what surprised me? I did not feel anything strange. I did not feel anything strange. It began to make me know that working with God sometimes is beyond how you feel. This is in the spirits. It's beyond how you feel. Sometimes you may be feeling condemned. Oh, look at my life. Oh, look at me. I don't know what to do. I'm like this. But God is saying, come. Are you with me? Your feeling is not the basis of reality. Your feeling is not the judgment for reality. God is. Praise the Lord. The second person spoke in tongues. I got to the third person. And she was a girl. I can never forget her face. Her name. Parisi. She had been a normal girl all through. She just came for the... Pro- like a simple... We always even admired her because of how gentle she was. I held her hands to pray for her and she dropped on the floor. Her eyes dilated and she pointed. David, we see your light in the night. A different voice was talking through her. Said every night you torment us with that tongues you speak. Oh, I was being educated by the demons that I was influencing them. Then I knew that I had touched something tangible. 
my mother that used to force me to pray discovered that from that, that day, every night. One night I had so my met me. What's the problem? We are not owing rent to <laughs> your school fees has been paid. What's the matter? You've been praying since twelve. She did not know I had touched something. You know what I'm trying to do to you today? I'm trying to call you to touch something. We are called new breed because there are many people. They have been in church. They have been going to church, but they have not touched anything. Questions. More questions than answers. So, my journey with God began on that. How to be led by the Spirit. I started eating the Word of God. I began to learn how to hear from God and write. Read the Word of God. Mark something I don't understand. Write it in the notes. That's why I'm giving all of you journals. I'm trying to, to train Praise the Lord. I began to learn how to write. Today, if you go to my personal library, you will see journals. I can bring out journals from 2007, 2008, 9, 2012. Things God said that I began to happen. I began to see how to walk with God from step to step. Learn mistakes along the way. It, see, it was in working with God I found out that, ah, many of whose lives are complicated. You know why? They are not led by God. So I grew from not having it, from hating God to loving God is a, a coach in God. When I tell people, you know, one day in school, in the university, somebody was asking me, Pastor, what's this mark on your head? Where did it come from? I smile. I say, are you sure you want to know the story? From secondary school, I started preaching. I, I, I began to notice that my work with God began to influence every part of me. I remember one particular night, I had finished reading chemistry and read and read and I slept off and in the night, I had an encounter. In that encounter, I was in a class, sitting down. And a man walked into the class, wearing white. He said, wake up, David. Pick up a paper and begin to write. He went to the board. C plus O equals to C. C plus O equals to CO2. The equation for carbon and its compound, the combustion assemblage, from 1 to 10. I said, I woke up the next morning, wrote it down on paper, went for the exam. That mock exam, that chemistry mock exam, it was over 200 the teacher said the difference between this guy and between me and the next person was 100 marks. Mr. Eni, till today, he still follows our ministry. Because he saw how a dollar, do you understand that? So, he saw how a dollar became so intelligent by the power of God. Now, am I saying that it always happens? It may not always happen. But I'm telling you what happened to me. Do you understand that? I'm trying to invite you into something real with God. That's what New Breed is about. That's why we called it Newbury Christian Community, the perfecting church. And I studied the Bible and I found out that to perfect the same from what they were in Adam to who they can be in Christ. Praise the Lord. It's about spiritual growth. Perfecting sense. I, I grew in church to find out that it is possible to be in church and not, and not know God. Like somebody would say, it's possible to be in church, in church and not be in touch. All those rhyming things. Aspire to a fire to scatter the fire desire. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because if I go straight into the message and I don't give you this background, your heart may never be open to see that God wants to be close to you. God wants you to touch something real with Him. Please, I want to tell you every investment you are making with God counts. What did I It would speak. Came out of secondary school, no hope to go to the university. I was going around preaching, doing soul winning. Then one day a man sent for me. He said, come. I know you from somewhere. Come to my house and see me. I said, okay, sir. 
I want you to go to school. Don't you want to go to school? I say, sir, I want to go to school. But I don't have the money to go to school. Say, so go and call your mother. And I said, okay, we are planning to send him to Futo or Delta State Polytechnic, Abraka. The man said, no, no, no. I want to train him. God is moving me to train him. Have you entered the plane before? No, sir. Call my wife. Take money. You are entering first flights tomorrow. You are going to Covenant University. Somebody that was a street boy from Bomb Street. The first time I got to that place with my Ghana must go like this. You know, have you watched Osofia in London? I was going like this. This is Lagos. Hey. <laughs> and that was how I went. I know we live in a day where the Christian faith in many ways have been perverted. Many people are, are more tired than willing. But for the fact that the counterfeit doesn't mean there is nothing true. Are you with me? Say after me, I'm ready. I'm ready for God. I'm ready to know the Lord. I'm ready to walk with Him. It will count in the end. Amen. So today, I plan to teach what I've called more love. A tale of burning hearts. The Bible says in First John chapter 4 from 8, it says, He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Say after me, God is love. Meaning the substance of God is love. Meaning if you pour God out, what you will see is love. Are you following this? And remember the Bible says in Genesis, God speaking, it says, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. That means if God is love, that means man is also love. That is why love stories are the most fascinating. No matter how we talk about Valentine this year, next year people are also expectant. Love movies sell the most. Titanic. Oh, Romeo and Juliet. People have talked about it, but if you watch it, you will still cry. Why does it touch man so much? Because man is also love. But you see, after the fall of man, man's heart was perverted. That means love, man's love was also perverted. Sometimes you see a man he really loves somebody, but he will do things that to that person that he wishes. Why did I even do this thing? You see, there is something more happening to him. His love has been perverted. Sometimes he wants to do good, but he sees himself doing wrong. So if God is love, man is also love because man was made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, there are many characteristics people could give to love, especially the Bible. The Bible helps us understand what love is like. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse 4. You know, King James uses charity. But I, I think some other modern translations use love. Praise the Lord. It says, New King James says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love is, is, does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Verse 5. Love does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not easily provoked. Thinks no evil. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, but love rejoices in truth. And all of that, it goes down even to verse 8. Now, when you read these characteristics of love from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, most times, this is what people think love is. See that in their mind, the mental model they have about love is that love is patient, love is kind, that the person must be very weak to be loving. But you see, for a person or for love to fit all these characteristics, it means love is not weak. For a person to be patient, to be kind, to suffer long, does not parade itself, does not speak rudely, does not act rudely, it means love is actually strong. It, take, it takes a level of strength for you to be offended and not react back. Do you understand that? You know, even the word temper, you know, English, we learn every day. 
when somebody says i have high temper actually what you are trying to say is you don't get angry angry easily <laughs> what you say when you say i have high temper it's gotten from the word tempering tempering is a mechanical term it is the ability for a metal to withstand beating meaning the ability for a metal not to break when you put it under fire and you hit it into different shapes there are some metals that are brittle so if you try to bend them they will just break they're like biscuits so they are brittle but some other metals have high temper no matter how you beat it no matter how you bend it it will it will come in react it won't break so when you have high temper you are saying it takes a lot to get me angry you may need you may shout at me you may do this you may do that but before i will react it will take a long time for a person to suffer long the person is actually strong that's the nature of love love is not that weak thing love is a strong thing love is powerful say after me love is powerful love is strong somebody is wondering what does pastor want to really teach about just follow me. It's a tale. So I'm telling a story, right? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A more graphic description for love is given in Songs of Solomon, chapter 8. I think we have to make special journals for our children. Who buys with me on that idea? We are together, right? So by God's grace, in the month of March, we will make a special one for them. It may not be this big, but it will be good enough for them to write to have spaces to color and demonstrate what they are learning in graphical terms <laughs> amen it shall be done in jesus name Songs of solomon chapter 8 from verse 6 what does it say songs of solomon chapter 8 from verse 6 it says set me as a seal upon thy heart as a seal upon thy arm for love is as strong as death look at this well as the grave the cause thereof as cause of which has the most vehement flame. Actually, he's talking about love. If you study the context, he's talking about love there. He's saying love is as strong as death. His jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals of love are as coals of fire with a vehement flame. What does it read? Let's read it together. Do you see that? It says, many waters cannot quench love. That means, for him to use that word quench, that means love is like fire. Is as strong as death and is as hot as fire. Look at that. And any one of you who is here who has loved before understands this statement. Ah! Is as strong as fire. Oh. Hmm. Somebody's laughing. Somebody. When some people say, if I don't see you, I will die, they actually mean it sometimes. Ah! It means love burns, it has combustible properties. He's trying to tell you if a man give all his goods, it will be utterly contempt. He says many waters cannot quench love. Now, if he says many waters cannot quench love, have you ever tried to put off a fire that does not want to go off? How will you feel? May, God forbid, this place will never be on fire in Jesus' name. But imagine a building on fire and the fire service has come with all their equipment and they are directing the nozzle of the water to the place. They empty their first tank. The fire said, she. You empty everything. He's telling you that's the kind of fire with which love burns. So let's do some equation. If he says God is love, and Bible also says love is like fire, that means within God, something burns. Are you following me? Who has followed me to this point? If he says God is love, and the Bible has also shown us that love is strong, 
means within his heart. If love is in the heart of God, that means the heart of God is burning. There's something burning in his heart. Are you, are you with me? So, I'm going to prove it to you from the Bible. That love burns. You see, you cannot really say there is love without a burning desire. You cannot say love exists without a burning desire. You know, one of the things most people have downplayed on when you talk about marital relationships is this thing. Do you really love this person? What's the strength of your desire for this person? Some years ago, I was in a meeting with God's servant, Bishop Oyedipo, and he was talking to us about marriage. He said something that touched me. I was actually surprised to hear it from him because people who know anything about him, it doesn't look like a romantic person. The word of God doesn't look like... So he was saying something. He said, young men here, the Bible says, husbands, love your wives. He said, if you are not ready to love your wife, don't marry her. He said, when I, he said, when I say love your wife, I mean have something serious for the woman. See, really feel this thing. Ah. See, really feel it. So let it burn inside of you. Have a strong passion for the woman. He said sometimes he sees some things happen in some marriages and he wonders, did this man ever love the woman? Are you following this? Husbands, love your wife. Go after her with some seriousness. Don't worry. God is going to help new breed. We are going to raise excellent homes. Many people will become members of this church because of the families we produce. Just watch. It will happen. In fact, it's happening. Remember, homologia, we confess the word of God, right? We confess what we want to see, not what we are experiencing. But Isaac, never confess again you don't have money. You are leading he say, I don't have money. <laughs> he says, the songwriter, all those people there, in the name of humility, waiting I go give to you my praise. You know want money. Who said doesn't want money? No, if you did not want money, why will he tell you give? <laughs> Without the money of some people, are we going to be here? Uh-huh. <laughs> praise the Lord. Love burns. And when uh, um, love is burning, it goes in the direction the heart of the carrier goes. So let me give an example. See First Corinthians 7 from verse 8. This is Paul talking to the unmarried and widows. He says, Therefore to the unmarried and widows, for them, if they abide even as I, he was saying it's good for them not to marry like me, who is not married. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to born. Do you see this? It is better to marry than to born. This is why people marry. Listen, sometimes we can so spiritualize marriage and say, oh, why do we marry? We marry to fulfill the plan of God on earth. It's true. <laughs> but listen, marriage is to express burning desire. We may all try to sound holy, and, but God is not, you're no more holy than God. It is that desire for one and for, for something to love that made God invent marriage. In fact, you need to know that God is is the author of marriage. You know, we said that last Sunday. Marriage is not your idea. You know, we have some funny guys. You see some, some ladies. I don't want to marry. I want to be a single, independent woman. Shut up. You want to marry. You see some, they say they are lesbian, they are gay. See, those things are hashed out of laboratories of demons. You need to understand that. Now, sometimes, some people may actually have those feelings. It doesn't mean they are evil. We just need to help them. So, a guy can walk up to you and tell you that I actually have a 
strong desire for another guy, you know that you need to help him. Do you understand that? The church actually needs to wake up to this. Instead of just saying they are all evil, it is true it is by demons, but we need to help him. Praise the Lord. And I will get back to that later. Let's look at Romans chapter 1. You see, it is because of this issue of this born desire, God was very concerned about what was going to happen to Adam in the garden. Because if anything happened to Adam's heart and his love becomes tampered with, he will begin to burn towards things that God will not be happy with. Are you following this? Because God is love. Man is love. If man's heart points towards another direction, it will begin to burn towards that direction. It will begin to invent things. See, love is creative. There is a way you will desire something. They say where there is a will, there is a way. It will start burning towards other things. So God became concerned. We need to be careful about what happens to man's heart. Because if everything happens to the attention of man's love, a new system will be created. He will begin to burn towards those things. Are you following me? Let's continue our tale. Romans chapter 1 from verse 20. Please give me King James. Praise the Lord. Romans 1 from verse 20. It says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even his internal power and godhead so that they are without excuse he's trying to say that invisible things are actually seen from visible things are you following this that it's not a rocket science or it's not rocket science to understand the invisible world just look at the way the visible world operates you can have a clue to the way the invisible world operates also are you following this? Just the same way you will plant a seed. Maybe you plant orange seed and plant mango. That's the same way the Bible also says, whatsoever a man sows, that shall he reap. Are we together? So to understand seed time and harvest in terms of man action, just look at the plants. To understand how forces work in life. You see, on a normal day, if you jump up, you come down. But if you enter an aeroplane, you will actually fly. So it means that even though there are limitations at a certain realm, there are some forces you can employ to, to go beyond that realm. So also in your life, maybe right now around you, you may have some limitations. There are some forces that are beyond it. Are you following this? So the visible world tells us about the invisible world. You know, I remember one particular day, the carpenter was working on something in the previous hall we used to use. And there was a particular nail we were trying to remove with a small hammer. The more we tried to remove with a small hammer, it was not coming out. We called the carpenter. He brought a crowbar. That thick one. Once like this, the nail just came out. <laughs> ah! Then it dawned on me, Kai, if you are facing a challenge, it's not because the challenge is too strong. You need greater power. I came out from that place and told my friends, I said, we must fast and pray. He gets why. There is a way you will give yourself to prayer and fasting. That thing that was looking like I'm stubborn, I'm stubborn. It will just melt. Praise the Lord. I'm saying all of this to show you that the visible things explain invisible things. Praise the Lord. Now, see verse 21. It says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were they thankful, being in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became their foolish heart was darkened. So it means their love also was darkened. Now look at this. Let's jump to this. Um, 26. It says, For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural that 
which was against which is against nature likewise also the men of the woman bond in their loss toward one another did you see that phrase bond in their loss toward one another this is actually the bible talking about homosexuality and lesbianism he's trying to say that when men reject god after a while their hearts become darkened and when their hearts become darkened instead of their heart to bond towards the things god wanted them to bond towards they begin to it becomes perverted are you following me so a woman will now begin to have burning desire towards another woman a man that's supposed to be desiring a woman starts desiring another man why because his heart has been darkened meaning the solution to homosexuality and lesbianism is actually not it is god that comes into a man's heart and begins to do the correction meaning by god coming to a man's heart recalibration will begin to happen within him praise the lord all those things we see you now is beyond homosexuality and uh, lesbianism there's even queer queer there is transgender you see as long as the earth continues the darkened part of man will keep on burning towards inventing strange things are you following this because man is love and love is like fire it will begin to invent strange desires will begin to burn out because the heart has been darkened praise god praise the lord what's the title of our teaching more love a tale of burning hearts so we started with the heart of god god is love that means something love is was burning in god's heart have you ever asked yourself why did god create man why did god create man god created man because he had a burning desire to love and to be loved god was all existent by himself but one day he, this desire within him remember god is love his substance is love he wants to express that love to somebody and he wants that person to be able to express love back to him so that person must have free will so he created man as the object of his love that man in turn will begin to love him do you understand that imagine you met a very wealthy man a very rich man he has houses then you go to his mansion one day you enter the mansion and there is nobody in the place there is no woman no children just gate man and him then you ask the gate man um where's everybody organo get wife say ah organo mario wait is it that he married and the wife left say no the wife he never had a wife he never had children he just made money and built this house and he stays inside what will you think about <laughs> what will you think about somebody say <laughs> so, people say ah <laughs> be careful you know there's something wrong right it's abnormal to see, a, to see a man that accomplished with so much money and there is no object of his love. It's, not, it's abnormal to see somebody that is so wealthy and he's not expressing his love towards something else. That's the same way you cannot have God of the universe without man. Somebody must be receiving of his greatness. Somebody must be receiving of his power. His love must go in a direction. So man was created because of God's burning desire to love and to be loved. Say after me, man was created because of god's burning desire to love and to be loved praise the lord somebody is thinking what is pastor where is pastor going to follow me back to book of romans and likewise the men natural use of the woman born in their lust toward one another men walking men with men walking that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves error which was meet praise the lord but you see even though man's heart was darkened 
even though man had rejected god and his heart had become closed up to god and began to burn towards something else god's own heart did not stop burning are you with me god's own heart did not stop his love was still burning and that moved him to come as the man jesus christ are you with me it moved because you see as long as something is burning you eventually make a move this is how we usually tell girls stop saying you are not sure if the guy likes you if he likes you he will eventually come if he does not come then he did not like you you say hey pastor, pastor where did you get this theory from i got it from the word of god god was not just there saying i love you giving you green lights green lights green lights but did not come and talk he did not just come to talk he came and died are you following me sisters listening to me even those online if you have been dating the if if you someone else have they don't even know. There's not even relationship. There's situationship. Say, are you people dating? Um, not really, but we are very close. Like, how close? We talk every day. Ah. Lori, Ro. <laughs> we talk every day. In the night, we talk from around 10 to like 2. Hey. Has it asked you out? No. Come out, oh. Come out, oh. And brothers, Tommy said, saying, eh. It's better you don't have money, but you have clear-cut intention and direction. Are you following me? If you're not going to marry a girl, don't waste her time. <laughs> if you don't have plans for her, don't, don't start. Don't now make her close. Say, don't worry. We'll see how it goes. Hey, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Know how it's going to go before you start. And all those useless theories, say, date like three. The one that follows you when you don't have money. That's the one. See, the simple principle, we'll talk about all of this later. Be a friendly person from day one. Have friends. Be friendly to everybody. From your friends, you should know who you are, who you are going to settle with. I'm serious. From your friends, you should know who you are going Some people, they, they've never kept a good friendship. You just met somebody three months, you started dating. Every guy around you dated. All the girls around you dated. So, nobody <laughs> have another person. It's called the, called the brother data. Learn to keep good friendships. Have good friends in your life. If as a guy, you know, you don't have people who, they are not your girlfriend, but they are good friends, you have an issue. We'll talk about those things. We can't treat everything this month. You know, our church is one year, three months. One year, four months. Bah? So, we'll come back to this matter. As a brother, you cannot like everything that is beautiful. You have to learn to, self-control must be learned in marriage. Because no matter who you say you love and get married to, one day you will see the one that finds past that one. I remember talking to a married man some years ago. God bless him. He's, he's late now. I had to be the one to counsel him because his wife was pregnant. His wife was pregnant and she had become holistic. And <laughs> he was telling me, he was just saying it like I was in the car and he was driving. He said, I don't know what gave him the boldness to tell me what that, but I've been known God for a while. So he said, My wife no fine again. No. <sighs> I said, Sir. I said, Sir, Uncle, why would you say that kind of thing? She said, No, when you are a brother, you don't understand some things until you marry. I said, eh. Hey. He said that ah there's this lady in his office. I said, Ah. Hey. He said that. He does not know why he's just been admiring her like this. That he knows it's not right, but he and actually what he did was the wave out 
to open up to somebody who can counsel him. He said, boy, he's like, his mouth is just going towards this lady. That he knows it's not right. But he does not know who to talk to. I said, sir, you know the Bible says, no matter what, you'll never be satisfied. Learn contentment. Your wife is going through a phase. She'll be alright. When she gives birth, two of you can start the gym. Go and register at the gym. Charles is not far. Talk to one or two. One or two. Now, if you see, it's painful that he's late. If you see the wife now, she's beautiful. I hope he would have been able to say the same. Because you see, when a man's eyes have been changed, never... it's God by the Holy Ghost that will bring you back to order. And for our brothers here, your eyes are in order in Jesus' name. Yeah. When a person gets born again, when a person believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, God wants your heart to burn with a different fire. Just the same way, those who are not saved, their hearts burn towards the wrong things. Those who are saved, there is a new flame that comes upon your heart. Are you following this? You know, John chapter 1 from verse 11, it says, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Now, John 6 verse 4 verse 6. So John 1 verse 11 says, As many that believed him, believes him, to become the sons of God, right? But Galatians 4 verse 6 tells us something. It says, And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying Abba Father. Look at that word, crying Abba Father. So, when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, your sins have been paid for. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have been justified. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are a new man in him. But God sends his spirit into your heart to begin to produce a different cry just the same way a man who is not saved is beginning to cry out for something else he's crying out for dark things a person who is saved begins to cry out for god are you following me a new fire begins to burn within him a new flame begins to burn within him so one of the ways we know those who are saved is what did they cry out for what did they cry out for when a man is saved a new flame is supposed to burn in his heart so after me i believe in the lord jesus I believe he died for my sins. I believe he rose to my justification. And now I receive his spirit. Therefore, a new flame is in my heart. A new fire is in my heart. Crying out for God. Crying out for heavenly things. Are you with me? Say amen. Look at Romans chapter 8 from verse 15. Romans chapter 8 from verse 15. It says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Hallelujah. Listen. Fear is not of God, not even the fear of making heaven. Did you hear what I said? Ah, I know people who are coming to New for the first time, you will hear some things that will contradict what you've heard before. Fear is not of God, not even the fear of making heaven. Years ago, I was preaching. Oh God, I wish the church would understand. Those days, I used to preach. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you'll go to hell. I so preached about hell. Tammy can testify. I also preached about hell, and people will be crying. People will come out and be crying. My my oh God. But I noticed they went back to their sins. It always happened. And it bothered me for a long time. Those days, I would join the church who arrange how we come and play a fire movie. So we'll bring projectors, bring TVs, and we'll play how we'll be left during the rapture. People will watch that thing and cry. Oh, they will cry. When they cry, 
I'll look at their lives maybe like three weeks later. They did not change. And for a long time, I used to ask myself, why? I was disturbed about it. I was disturbed about how I was getting people to be afraid of hell. But they never fell in love with God. I had to check my message. I found out that that was not the message. Because I even found out from the word of God that phrase, making heaven, is not in the New Testament. Ha. Wait for March. Where we are going to teach the message. What is the message of Christ? You will see that a Christian, no Christian will miss heaven. The issue is, are you a Christian? No Christian who is saved. In fact, you cannot be a Christian without being saved. So, no believer in Christ will miss heaven. The question is, are you saved? You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. Let's just touch it. Can we? Colossians 3 from verse 1. It says, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Are you seeing what we are saying? Line where we are discussing. It says, if you are risen with Christ, your heart will burn for things which are above. The, your heart will seek those things which are above. Where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Are you seeing this? So you have to begin to, you have to, praise the Lord. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse 3. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. This is the believer. Say after me, my life is hid with Christ in God. It says, for you are dead. Actually, what happened in the redemption is that God became one with you so that in his death, your old man died. So that a new man will be born in Christ. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Now, see verse 4. He says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Say after me, Christ is my life. He says, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. He's talking about the rapture here. The second coming. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Hey. Glory. Now some people are wondering why we are shouting glory. Let me explain. The normal thing you've heard before is this. When Christ who is our life shall appear. Then we should be here saying. Remember me O Lord. Remember me O Lord. When you come to collect your people. Remember me O Lord. My God. But that's not what the Bible teaches. See what the Bible teaches. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him. You know why? You and him are one. He's appearing. <laughs> His coming is your coming. When he appears in the sky, he's saying, Boys, it's time to go. Guys, are you ready? Let's go. When he appears, that's where your true nature will, will come out. Thank you, Lord. I've seen this picture before. I've seen. It's not deja vu. It's the spirit. I've seen this picture before. Meaning the time he stares in the sky, then you are in him. Then this the Bible says, shall be swallowed body. will be swallowed up by the new body from heaven. Ah! The Bible, we have to, we have to dig inside. For Jesus to come, a new nation of Christians will rise. I got tired of the fact that many Christians are serving God out of compulsion. They are serving God because if you don't serve him, he will not bless you. They are serving God because, oh, you need to give him praise. When you give God a dance, then God will give you a raise. We are always trying to use something to Christians, to force them, to make... Why can't they serve God out of the passion for God from within them? Why? That type of Christianity that tries to bend the people to do something before God responds is a counterfeit Christianity. That's why Christianity has not really influenced Nigeria the way it ought. Because men, the flame of Christ inside has not started burning truly. 
You know why? The message has not been exposed to them. They need to see that this person that is calling you to love him actually loved you first. He's the one that came for you. You know in love stories, when we talk about when men and women talk about how they got to meet, one of the most important part of a love story is who made the first move? Who made the first move? Was it the girl that came to the guy and said, can we hang out? No, imagine, just like like brother Gospuna. <laughs> Imagine there's a lady that you've been, you've been like, oh God, God when? You saw the lady and you don't know how you would talk to her. After every service, she has packed her bag. She has gone. The next service, before you reach her, somebody is talking to her, oh God. <laughs> then, after one service, she just walks up to you and says, hi. He's like, father you've done it finally you see you wanted to make the move but she was the one that eventually made the first move so who made the first move actually shows who actually loved the most are you following this in the story of redemption God was the one that made the first move shall glory 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 let me explain why you know, when you, get, when you make somebody angry, maybe if I offend you now, I'm the one supposed to come and say, I'm sorry, let's reconcile. See, Joy, the thing I did to you, I'm sorry. Um, don't be angry. Uh, please, can we be friends again? I want to reconcile. We offended God, but God was the one that came. The, the is we offended God. We are the one supposed to go back and say, Lord, we are sorry. Help us. Second Corinthians chapter 5, from verse 17 to 18. Okay, look at this. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passing. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself. He's the one that did the reconciliation. He's the one that came after you. Are you following this? Why is he doing all of this? So that you will get to the point where you are overwhelmed with his love and you love him back. Men in the house, finish her with love finish the lady with love when she's overflowing it will pour back to you it will pour back to you he did this so that you respond to him look at this and all things of god who reconciled us to himself by jesus christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation he's the one that came he reconciled us to himself by jesus christ so he's the one that made the first move say after me god made the first move praise the lord i hope you have followed the tale to this point praise god so if you believe in jesus christ his spirit makes you a, a new person. His spirit in your heart is supposed to come there and stir up a new fire. Matthew chapter 3 from verse 11. He says, this is Jesus. John talking about Jesus now. John talking about Jesus in Matthew 3 verse 11. He says, I indeed baptize with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy. He shall baptize you with the and with fire whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his he will gather his wheat into the garden but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable so the plan is this that once upon a time you loved the world once upon a time you hated God once upon a time you rejected God your heart burned towards evil things your heart burned towards things that were against God but now with the Holy Spirit the Holy Ghost comes and begins to gather the chaff out of you. 
burns it with fire. The Holy Ghost himself is a fire. Do you understand that? And it begins to walk upon your hearts. Your heart begins to burn towards things of God. A flame, your heart begins to burn. Many Christians can understand what I want to say. Have you ever been in the point where you are tempted to do evil? You are so tempted. But it's as if, as you are being tempted to do that, you are also being, God is as if, God is also drawing you to. You can feel this pull from both sides. You know why? Because you are actually saved. God is inside of you. Even though the devil is trying to find a way to ignite that wrong flame, God's, God's own flame is also there telling you that's not it. Sometimes as a child of God, you can get carried away. I'm here from the Lord to tell you, ignite the flame of the Spirit. Let it quench every wrong flame. Are you following me? It's a tale of burning hearts. Sometimes you may not even be doing something wrong, but God is trying to tell you, I want more. This thing must increase. Love can grow. Are you following me? Love can be, can be awakened and it can increase. Just the same way you met that lady in, in, in maybe the classroom or the supermarket or the, your workplace and you started talking, you exchanged numbers. You talked the first day. How are you doing? Fine. How is everything? Fine. Eh? Can we see? Okay. You talked the first day. Tomorrow now you want to talk again. Next tomorrow you keep on talking. If you don't see her in two days, it's as if you're not okay. God also wants you to grow like that. He wants you to start out with him. And your flame begins to grow. From reading your Bible once. From just being a regular church member. After a while you begin to say, I want more of the word of God. Are you following this? I want more of prayer. I want more of the glory of God. I want to see more of God in my life. You know, why, you know what is happening? Your love is beginning to increase. The Bible says, because iniquity shall abound in the last days, the love of many shall wax cold. I'm here to tell you, instead of it to wax cold, let it increase in fire. Are you with me? Let your love increase. Let the intensity increase. We are living in a day that gradually, we are getting to the point where every, everything around you is to quench your spirituality. Temptations everywhere. People are annoying you everywhere. You want to, somebody just comes and you want to read your you are distracted. No. Put away your distractions and focus on God. It's time for more love. He has loved you already. The Bible says in First John chapter 4 from verse 18. It says we love him because he first loved us. So he has already see what what model do, do we want? He has already died. He has already demonstrated how much he loves us, and right now he's calling us. He's saying, Give me more. Tell your neighbor more love. I'm here to tell you, no matter where you are in your walk with God, there is more. Are you following me? There is more. God is calling you for more. God is saying, come up here. God is saying, don't be satisfied. Let your heart burn with more love for me. You know, sometimes... This gospel of prosperity, money, money, God, money, money. If you're not careful, you can begin to love things more than God. Let me tell you, listen, God is going to prosper you. God's not against you having things, but God is against things having you. 
Are you with me? Whether you like it or not, for you to step your feet here today, things must turn around for your good. I've, see, God has promised me and I've been praying. He said, I will raise many billionaires out of you. And you are one of them. A time will come, some of you will say, Pastor, where is the church account? I want to send 300 million. It will be done. It will be done. In the name of Jesus. And when that time comes, you will not love money more than God. That after you have money in your bank account, you will still go on the streets and preach. You will still share tracks. Do you understand that? That you will still wake up in the morning and open the Bible, and the Bible is still sweet to you. Burn your head, let us pray. It's a tale of a burning heart. First of all, the heart of God born with love. Then the heart of man born with evil. But now, your heart will burn with love for him. Just pray right now. Talk to him. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.